During this COVID-19 lockdown, the value of music has been made very crystal clear. In order to get through this pandemic, people are turning to music to help them deal with the anxiety and unease of the crisis. I, too, have thrown my hat in the ring and come up with a series of what I call PMA During Self-Isolation Playlists. Just a bunch of tunes I use to get my day going and keep my spirits up. God knows I need a few pick-me-ups during the day when all hope seems lost, and the songs usually do the trick. There's more people listening to music than ever before, and it's a great chance to turn people on to even more music. I think a healthy amount of music in one's life does an enormous amount of positive good to one's mental health and even physical health. The moment when a new song or a new band is found, it can be the recharge or spark to set off in a new positive direction. So I thought it would be wise to refresh a series I've been doing for the past three years where I spotlight new up-and-coming rock bands, and maybe during this time, someone may get turned on to one of these bands and it helps them get through this crisis. If so, my job is done. Doing these themed podcasts, throwing spotlight on these new rock bands is really throwing light on a music scene that has been largely forgotten. I'm talking about rock music. Not indie rock, not punk rock, not heavy metal, rock music. Rock music is the music my band plays. It's my scene. But it does feel strange to be part of a scene that gets often ignored, misunderstood, or, for so many, hard to define. It is frustrating. To me, the sound of rock music is very recognizable, but if you were to ask 10 people what rock music sounds like, you'll get almost 10 different definitions of it. There's been countless times I've read about or or our band being described as a heavy metal band or a punk rock band, and I immediately know that said writer has no business writing about music. Maybe it's because to describe us as rock music would convey nothing at all. Since rock music in 2020 means so many things, and at the same time, nothing at all to the general public. I am very jealous of other music scenes. I see how punk rock and heavy metal are bound together through various means. There are specialty magazines, fanzines, websites that act as unifying hubs for the scene, huge festivals and huge package tours in respective genres that help bind lovers of the music together while attracting new people to its fold. Rock music and Rock bands are treated like a novelty, like a distraction or a curiosity rather than something to be taken seriously or to be fanatically followed. These days, it rarely ignites any passionate fandom whatsoever. Each rock band is an island onto themselves. We see each other, we sometimes wave a hello off in the distance, but there isn't anything that can pull all of us together. No festival, no blabbermouth-type website, No punk news, no warp tour, no go-to reliable record label. Many times our band has sought to pull bands together by taking them out on tour with us. We've taken out Judah, The Biters, Prima Donna, 77, Dead Lord, Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel, Romano Nervoso, and Audrey Horn, just to name a few. But it's no mystery as to why rock music has found itself in this aggravating stasis. Unlike genres like punk rock and heavy metal, rock and roll developed only to a certain point. When it was the most popular form of music and thought itself to be the only game in town, 
it rested on its laurels and slowly got stuck in time. For a kind of music that once represented youth and rebelliousness with its finger on the pulse of pop culture, it's now seen as an old throwback form of music that one's parents or grandparents listened to. Meanwhile, punk rock and even heavy metal have constantly recharged, refreshed, and rebooted themselves along the way. It's how both genres appeal to wide demographics of people, people who are independent of one another outside of the genre, and yet interconnected through the music. There's 40 years between the Ramones and Turnstile, but for however different the two sound, there's an undeniable connection. Rock and roll has the unenviable position of being around the longest. Sure, seniority is usually something to be respected, but not when it comes to popular music. Being around the longest is akin to being the old guy at the party, old enough to get tarred, feathered, ridiculed, and ignored. They're great songs, but we never need to hear Stairway to Heaven or Yellow Submarine ever again. Thanks to classic rock radio, those songs get played endlessly to the point of nausea without ever infusing anything new, or even without varying it up within the era it's working with, like maybe swapping out your millionth Zeppelin song for the Kinks, the Flaming Groovies, maybe the Faces, or even Motorhead. That'll never happen. And since classic rock radio is often the flagship for what most music neophytes see as rock music, it's hard for rock to be taken seriously as a viable current medium. Even though rock and roll itself, being blues-based, is an appropriation of black culture, it has seen since been appropriated itself by pop culture. The genre has become a term used to describe anything other than the music, and nobody wants to go near it anymore. When I hear someone say, rock on, or let's rock, or keep on rocking, they don't even mean the music. They mean something else entirely. Kids use the terms on children's TV shows. Sports use the terms to galvanize a team. The term rock star is another overused, misused, embarrassing term real rockers run screaming from. Whenever I hear someone called a rock star, it's usually because they're acting like a douchebag. The term has become an albatross. Most people I know in bands cringe when it's festooned on them. Also, the general mindset that accompanied rock music has become passé and dated. Celebrated misbehavior, overindulgence, puerile lyrics, puerile imagery, undue misogyny, these have all helped keep rock and roll as throwback music your weird uncle listened to, but no longer a music to aspire to play. I'm not saying it should change its sound. This is the music that I love. I loved it so much, I gambled my life on it. But I'm starting to see that it is slowly stepping back into the shadows and reclaiming its once lofty standing by, of all things, being quiet and letting everyone else forget about it. Finally, rock and roll is becoming cool again. It's becoming outsider music. It's becoming underground music. But like I stated earlier, rock and roll doesn't have a unifying hub that binds the bands and the audience together. In metal, there's Blabbermouth and the countless metal magazines in each and every country. There are also labels that cater to signing only metal bands, not to mention the metal-centric music festivals that are the biggest in the world, like Wacken Open Air, Grass Pop, and Hellfest. 
in punk rock, there's a collective grassroots underground network that is so strong it is beyond borders and can be found at almost every point on the globe. Not to mention punk news, dying scene, and probably five other outlets I'm not even aware exist. And of course, there's Warped Tour, Riot Fest, and institutions like Flipside and Maximum Rock and Roll. What does rock and roll have? Rolling Stone magazine? That has little in common with true rock and roll music anymore when Lin-Manuel Miranda, Travis Scott, and Adam Driver grace the cover instead of real rock and roll acts. If rock and roll doesn't have Rolling Stone magazine, or any other outlet for that matter behind it, supporting it, I want to at least throw this podcast in the ring to do so. Every year for the last three years, I've been throwing spotlight onto rock bands out in the scene, new rock bands that I feel are playing rock and roll with the true spirit the music demands, bands that have their hearts in the right place. Despite the fact that EDM, indie rock, pop music, rap music, punk rock, and even heavy metal usurp it at every turn, if you're playing rock music in a rock band in 2020, you must be doing it because you like it and I doff my cap to you. So what qualifies a band as a rock band? Rock music is formed from a heavy guitar sound, blues-based, but doesn't fall into the slippery black hole that is termed alternative. There was a time when alternative music meant anything that sounded cool, couldn't be easily categorized, and shared a punk aesthetic, maybe even on the same labels. I'm thinking of the Meat Puppets, the Pixies, Soundgarden, and even the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Eventually, some of those bands broke into the mainstream and turned the term alternative into a genre unto itself. But without a unifying sound, the term alternative got lumped in with rock and roll. Also, there's been a strange trend lately for bands to dress like they just stepped out of the Matrix movie, with long black trench coats, eyeliner, and spiky hair, but with a sound that is very far removed from what I feel is true rock music. So things get confusing very quickly. Carving out a unifying scene means some hard lines must be drawn in the sand, and here's where I draw them. I'm talking about bands who reference older rock bands when rock was king, from the 60s, the 70s, and sometimes even the 80s, but they do it with reverence that doesn't spill over to mere parody or become a kitschy throwback. I can name some bands that fall short, but really, why start feuds here? This episode is meant to bind together, not tear apart. While punk bands can often be miles apart from one another but share similar contrarian attitudes and outlooks to life, rock bands are only a few degrees away from each other musically, and it all tends to stagnate due to musical inbreeding. So the bands I've been focusing on when I do these kinds of episodes have taken from metal, from punk, pop, soul music, much like our band does. Some of these bands we've taken on tour, like I mentioned, some I've, met, I've watched from the sidelines and become their fan, happy to know that there are new bands out there still willing to carry the torch that Iggy, Lemmy, Phil, Jimmy, and Keith carried before them. And as the window to showcase rock bands gets smaller and smaller with each passing year, there can be a tendency for rock bands to be ultra-competitive, vying for the one-token rock band feature on a festival lineup or in the pages of a magazine. 
we've definitely bared the brunt of other rock bands hurling their jealousy our way. I think it's par for the course, but I also think it shows a lack of class and a fragility this part of the music biz has little time for. Those bands I've politely left off the list. We've been doing this rock and roll thing for almost 25 years, and I feel we've only now hit our stride, putting out the best rock records of our career. And it makes it worthwhile knowing there's a real scene to receive it, a real audience to champion it. And here's an episode that showcases a few bands that are part of this scene. I want to bring these bands together, make you aware of them, make them aware of each other. I'll play a minute from each band to give a taste and to comply with any sort of territorial legalities. And let's start constructing a proper, respectable, contemporary rock and roll scene that punk and metal have long since had. During the COVID-19 crisis, the entire music industry has been shut down. Touring bands and crews have seen their years canceled, and nothing can resume until a vaccine is found, manufactured, and distributed. That's going to take a while, maybe a year, maybe longer. In the meantime, a lot of bands might not be able to make it through. Big acts like the Foo Fighters and Bruce Springsteen have little to worry about. But I'm worried about our burgeoning rock scene. I've listed 30 bands to check out, if you haven't already, and this episode throws light onto even 10 more new rock bands. Give them a listen, and maybe they can get a new fanatic, and you might find your new favorite band. Musicians aren't on the front line like healthcare workers and service industry workers who are the heroes of this crisis. But like I stated earlier, while everyone is in lockdown, people are turning to more music than ever before to soothe their worries and to put them in a good, stable mood. And not just any type of music, but happy, upbeat music. That sounds like the very definition of rock and roll to me. There's nothing that gets me in a better mood instantly than the opening chords to Highway to Hell. Hollywood Babylon, or that, that drum, the drums in Overkill. Music has always been dependable treatment for me, and it can only continue if you would, at the very least, give these bands a listen. But since I don't advertise this podcast too much outside of our band's social media platforms, don't have a Patreon page, nor do I have any sponsors, I kind of already know that by you listening to this, you probably do listen to music at a voracious pace, so my apologies if this all sounds a little condescending. I just think that there's so many great rock bands that get ignored by the general music press, mainly due to contemporary hard rock falling through the cracks of what the music press has taken it upon themselves to compartmentalize. If what attracted you to rock and roll was its contrarian rebel outlook, today's hard rock bands, just by existing in this type of music environment, bent on ignoring them, personify that attitude like no other hard rock bands in any era. So here I present to you 10 bands that are deserving of your immediate attention. Give them a listen. And if you like what you hear, go down their individual rabbit holes online. And when this crisis is over and a vaccine is found, go out and check them out live. Oh, and make sure you check out the bands that have already been covered in this series. Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel, Judah, Dead Lord, 77, High Spirits, Broken Teeth, Lachinga, Dr. Boogie, Audrey Horn, Loot, Faz Waltz, Big Kiz, 
Gin Lady, Wildlife, The Cry, Death by Unga Bunga, Miraculous Mule, Biblical, Imperial State Electric, Night Flight Orchestra, Prima Donna, Telephone Lovers, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, Royal Republic, Here Lies Man, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Public Animal, The Freaks, East Side Gamblers, and Radkey. If you love rock, you'll love those bands. I would love to see a festival in the future on par with a Vakken or a Hellfest filled to the rim with hard rock bands and with a metal band in the token slot, a reversal of fortune. And wouldn't that be something? Please leave a rating or a review in the iTunes store. Please subscribe if you haven't already. All this is free to download and subscribe. I'm doing this not out of the kindness of my heart, but rather to kill time while on the road and now while in lockdown. So let's start this episode with the old reliable theme song, Take It Away, Anthony. The Take Your Child's Podcast is the best around The planet kid is take your school I'll tell for free I'm sad glad I like to sometimes Tear me in from fucked up Stop playing hangs out Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Get ready, because the Daco Jones Podcast starts now When we signed with Rise Above Records to put out our last record in the UK, A Rock Supreme, I was elated. Rise Above Records is my favorite record label and consistently churns out a broad range of fantastic music for ears attuned to heavy. Whether it's the doom-laden bludgeoning of Electric Wizard and Cathedral, the Sabbathy sounds of Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats and Chevy, or the crushing sludge of Church of Misery, one can not go wrong with the Rise Above Records stamp on the record jacket. In recent years, I've noticed a few more rock signings, like us, Admiral Cloud's Lee Shovel, Judah, Gentleman's Pistols, and Horizont. Add to that, now, the planchettes from New Orleans. This smoldering three-piece set up a garage rock swampy stomp that has all the fixings. If you like the cramps, Howlin' Wolf, Screamin' Jay Hawkins and the Gories, check out the planchettes.
Biters out on the road with us, if I'm correct, in uh, 2012, while we were on our Rock and Roll is Black and Blue tour, and they had released their All Chewed Up EP. I always thought the Biters were a band that everyone should have known about and loved because, because I loved them. Everything they put out floored me. They were the first band that I featured on this ongoing series of new rock bands, but back in 2018, they announced an indefinite hiatus. But this story is not over. In fact, it has a bright new chapter. Singer-guitarist and main songwriter of The Biters, Tuck Smith, is back, and this time out on his own. Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts have a three-song EP called What Kind of Love, and it doesn't disappoint if you're a Biters fan. Doesn't disappoint if you're an all-out fan of rock and roll like I am. Of course, due to COVID, Tuck had a few heavy-duty tours canceled. One with Airborne and another heavy-hitting summer tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard. It's a bit of a heartbreaker, but check them out to see what all the fuss is about for yourself. are a five-piece band with the one and only Romano Nervoso himself fronting the Italian-Belgium rock and roll outfit. The best elements of garage rock, punk rock, and good old rock and roll come together to cook up a seductive oral celebratory romp guaranteed to turn every ho-hum gathering into a fiery blowout. We took them out on a mini-tour of uh, Benelux earlier this year before COVID stopped everything. But don't let that stop you. With three albums under their belts, including this year's release, The Return of the Rocking Dead, where I'm actually on, I'm on a song called Wild Boy, Romano Nervoso is set to tear up the rock scene. You can check out Wild Boy at your leisure, but for now, here's another track off the album, Feels Good in California.
The OBGMs, hailing from my hometown of Toronto, Canada, are a three-piece, sometimes four-piece band that play punk rock the way my ears want to hear it. The OBGMs, short for the Ooh Baby Gimme Moors, have been around since 2007, but only in the last three, four years have they been gaining ground. Starting as a hip-hop production team, they slowly pushed boundaries outward to where they are now, and I kind of like it here. But even with their sound now, I can hear them pushing into more new territory, and that's exciting to hear. We had them open up for us for a few shows a couple of years ago after we heard the buzz and being very impressed by what we saw and heard. If there is any justice out there, the OBGMs should be headlining over half the bands I see get touted as the new IT bands. It's infectious, it's fast, and it's frightening. Here are the OBGMs. Rockers are right up my alley, a three-piece band that packs a punch of heavy metal punk and roll. It's heavy-duty music for stoners, oddballs, punk rockers, headbangers, burnouts, freaks, and flakes. They put out one of my favorite albums last year on Riding Easy Records called They'll Never Take Us Alive. If you like early Metallica mixed with Captain Beyond, Black Sabbath, Turbo Negro, Cheap Trick, and The Misfits, then you, you too, will dig the zigzags. Punk fucking metal.
to beat. Hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, this four-piece packed a punch. And it's becoming very clear to me that when punk rockers do their take on classic 70s rock, it's irresistible to my ears. After all, we're kind of from the same school. With Tina Halliday's powerful pipes anchoring the sound, I fell in love with this band upon first listen. They have only two LPs out so far, 2019's A Distant Call being one of my favorite releases from last year, and a growing tastemaker buzz behind them. If you haven't heard about them yet, I'm betting it won't be too long before everyone will have heard of Sheer Mag. I think everybody knows, if you listen to this podcast long enough, that I'm a huge Admirals for Cloudsley Shovel fanatic. Everything that band does, I want. So, it makes sense that I am a big fan of lead singer and guitarist Johnny Gorilla's other band, Gorilla. Gorilla actually preceded Admiral by 10 years. Both bands are fantastic three-piece rock and roll groups that need to be listened to. I've already featured Admiral on here, the first installment, in fact, but now it's Gorilla's turn. They put out the amazing Tree Creeper album on Heavy Psych Sounds last year, but it's here. Here's a track from way back in uh, 2001 that I'll play off their self-titled Luna Sound recording. Take it away, Gorilla. Yeah. 
Most remember Supergroup as the ass-shaking, rock-pounding, club-destroying Supergroup, fronted by the Lee brothers, Chris and Benji Lee. They put out some great albums. In fact, I'm on one of them, 2011's Hail Hail album on the song That's Enough Boy. They were always a good time and a riot off stage. Chris Lee has struck out on his own with the Chris Lee Band and his debut album Protest Songs and Party Anthems released last year, a title that will definitely get my ears a-pricking. This is Chris Lee, a true rocker showing everyone how it's done. We all need to pay attention to this. So take it away, Chris. Get it ready. I only got hip to St. Agnes last fall when the band opened up some shows we headlined on off days from our tour with Volbeat. They were impressive enough to take note, volleying from mountainous rock riffage to precious dark blues, but not afraid to mix in contemporary sounds in their thundery mix. Think Nick Cave mixed with John Lee Hooker, The Pixies, and PJ Harvey, and you're starting to get close to St. Agnes. I give my future to have a little more right now. I give my future to have a little more right now. I want my body to the
For as much time we spend in and around the Swedish rock scene, it took fellow Torontonian and fellow rocker Daniel Decay to hit me to Robert Pearson's humbucker. Wow is all I can say. This is rock. Robert's CV is as impressive as his solo output, putting time in with Death Breath, Imperial State Electric, and Thunder Express. It's easy to see. Robert knows how to wield rock, and I am blown away by his three solo efforts. The self-titled debut, The Long Way to to the Light sophomore follow-up, and last year's Out of the Dark album. This is Robert Pearson's Humbucker. another 10 bands that people need to check out and get into pronto. The Planchettes, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Romano Nervoso, the OBGMs, the Zigzags, Sheermag, Gorilla, the Chris Lee Band, St. Agnes, and Robert Pearson's Humbucker. When people tell me rock is dead, the only thing they're really telling me is they read a lot of clickbait online. Now that COVID-19 has put music on ice for the time being, there's a lot of people out there who suddenly have a lot of time on their hands. I suggest spending that time checking out these bands. Go back to earlier episodes of this podcast, episode number 145, episode 169, and episode 191 to get introduced to the new rock bands on the scene. Let's start carving out a true rock and roll scene. And in the meantime, we are all waiting in the wings to be unleashed to play rock again. The sooner we flatten that curve, the sooner we can go out and play shows. We will be back, and we will be back stronger than ever. Our last album, A Rock Supreme, had yet to finish its touring cycle, and you bet I still want to play out those songs. We just released our new single off it when lockdown happened, so I'd like to leave you with that song now. Fists Up High sums up our collective grit and tenacity. So, until then, rockers.
lights up high I got my fists up high